Welcome to Mums in the Making. Storm's grappling with the realities of being a new mum. And Rachel is currently pregnant. And neither of us has a clue what we're doing. And it would appear that neither do any of you. In this week's episode of Mums in the Making, Rachel is on a baby moon. Woo! Passport's here! Holiday! We get an insight into the more challenging aspects of our relationships. I've never been set, like, sort of crystal maze style challenges ahead of having to have a rollabout before. We've kind of brought a third party into a domestic dispute unnecessarily. And what exactly is Lightning Crotch? Our midwife Carla has all the answers. It has many different names amongst us midwives. Most of them I can't actually repeat on here as an NHS midwife, but I'm sure you get my gist. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I am good. I am so tired, <laughs> but I am good. Yeah, I worried about your tweet on Friday night. It felt like a sort of public cry for help. <laughs> yes, it was a, It was an SOS. <laughs> remind, um, remind us what it said. So Friday nights are very different when you a uh, pre-baby and post-baby. Friday night's pre-baby, it's like, woohoo, where are we going? What are we doing? And how much vodka can I fit down my throat? Now, it is a really, really difficult decision between sleeping because you are so tired you could cry and spending some quality time with your husband, which you need because you haven't seen him for seven days. Now, when I say I was so tired I could cry, (laughs) I actually went into my room, got into bed, into the fetal position and wept for 10 minutes. Oh, it was a cry for help. Oh, it was an it was the most honest tweet I have ever made. <laughs> and so Were you I, doing it while crying in <laughs> position? Must get the characters out. <laughs> must add the gif. <laughs> no, but I just thought I can't be the only mum to have felt this way because you seriously, if you are doing what Karen and I are doing and we're both working full time jobs and we're both caring for the child full time, so we're we're tagging in is the only way to describe this. There is no time for each other. And then when Friday night comes along and that's the time that you're like, okay, we're going to sit down, we're going to maybe have a glass of wine and we're going to have a nice uh, dinner. You just both really want to sleep. The good thing about it is that both you and your other half will feel the exact same way if you're both pulling your weight. Um, But yeah, it's just... It is debilitatingly tiring this baby raising thing and and t- tiring to a point where you're no longer the person you were before cognitively i am weak um energy wise i am weak i'm not sure where my strength is at the moment but i'm looking so we put a call out to hear how you guys find time for your other half and it turns out that many of you are still struggling including chloe and amy we didn't make time. 15 years on from our eldest and we're still just as exhausted as we were day one. Um, we're pretty much like ships passing in the night now. But we both work full time. We've got five kids now. 18 years on, we're still still here, still battling on. Um, and one day, hopefully, it'll just get better. I mean, I think it's just a case of the fact that we both work full time, have all the kids and it's just exhausted in general isn't it 
So we don't have a lot of childcare as our family don't live too close to us. Um, sometimes we plan little date nights at home, like having dinner at the table instead of sitting in front of the TV or uh, playing board games instead of like sitting on our phones, things like that. Um, I think you just appreciate the little things like that more when your quality time together is limited. Hi, this is Catherine. Um, I just remember, I mean, we're five months in now, but those first couple of weeks, oh, they were tough. But uh, I remember us even being in bed one time after being up the umpteenth time and just clutching hands with each other. Uh, but those first two weeks actually brought us much closer together. I think, you know, you would take the time to give each other a hug or a kiss in, in the kitchen as you passed each other, making each other a, a nice cup of coffee. Um, and, and telling each other how much you loved each other and that they were doing a really good job. But likewise, we made the most of nap times and that first stretch during the night. And if she started crying or interrupted us, we just laughed it off and tried another night. My comment was to absolutely prioritise your relationship, which goes against most advice who say prioritise your children. However, you have to remember that one day your children are going to be grown up and gone. And if you don't continue to build on your marriage and your relationship now, as difficult as it is with being tired and busy, you may find it in tatters when it's just the two of you again at home. This is from a mum of three. That was Tracy there offering up a word of warning. And then some of you just have great grandparents nearby helping out. Hold on to them. Hold on to them tightly. Hi, um, my name's Julie. When my mother-in-law found out I was pregnant, she then offered for us to move in into her house. So we were at hers for the first months of my daughter's life. And then ever since, now she's... Um, just coming two afternoons a week and sometimes in the um she'll do an evening as well but she offered we didn't ask yeah she's been incredibly helpful and we are very lucky to um to have her if you want to prepare for a baby here is my suggestion you turn to your partner you swap phones you say set me five alarms surprise me and just go wild. And shut yourself occasionally. <laughs> 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock just for shits and gigs, and then 5 a.m. And then see how you're feeling the next day. And plus you have the added stress of having to be on the telly. Like at least most other work from home cave dwellers like myself can just unless I'm on <laughs> unless I'm on a call training people, I can essentially do goblin face for most of the week. I just sit at the computer, type things, skulk off, skulk around the house eating snacks all day. But I mean you really have a front facing <laughs> job. So, I honestly that... think working from home is worse because my husband does that and I don't think you ever switch off from the baby then at least I get to go to work I'm far enough away from him that I can't hear him crying I can't hear him murmuring even worse I can't hear him giggling and I'm not involved um, so <laughs> I get to switch off I get to have adult conversations with other people that aren't my husband I get to do my makeup I get to have a coffee while it's hot there's something you'll learn to uh, do without and I get to go to the toilet when I need it and not five hours later. I mean, they say after you've had a baby that your bladder's kaput, but mine's has never been stronger. I've never held a wee for longer. 
camel level. <laughs> We've achieved camel status on the, on the holding percent. of water. <laughs> anyway, enough about my weekend. You are somewhere absolutely beautiful. Ew, I'm in Arasig. Which actually is terrible, but for the purposes of the podcast, just googled to make sure I know exactly where I am, and it is a village in Lochaber, so it's near Malig, where you. It's catch... in the Outer Hebrides, eh? No, it's on the main mm. coast. It's on. It's on the mainland. Oh. So we. This is basically the port to Sky. You can get. It is the most beautiful train journey in the world voted many times, is the Glasgow to Malig train. And then if you want to go further, you can actually go over on the boat or on the bridge to Sky. So it's close to the islands, but it's still on the mainland. And it's beautiful, and we've been having just the most tremendous weather. I mean, I say tremendous, it's hardly bloody tropical, obviously, but it's it's been gloriously sunny or bright at least and the just ridiculously fresh highland air and we my granny used to always say scotland is absolutely the most beautiful place on earth and she wasn't half wrong and then i would say yes but what about the weather she'd say well thank god for the weather is all i say thank god for the weather <laughs> otherwise you'd have everybody here the place would be overrun could you imagine well that's the thing that is the thing because if it if the weather were better, it would be bloody mobbed. Like literally in the last two days, we have been to white sand beaches, watched the sunset. <laughs> we went and drove past a beach today that was just covered in sleeping cows. And it was like a white sand. The water was crystal clear. I'll send you a photo. It was like something from a postcard. All of it is just beautiful. <laughs> so now I'm like, hmm, I've got a little idea. And <laughs> I'm wondering about, you know, I'm imagining, you know, living in a croft and having a commune and like growing our own vegetables and things, which obviously I would be absolutely shite at. But in my head, I'm brilliant at it. Well, that gives you something to think about. It would be very good for your writing as well to be able to go up there and write because it's all, from yes. what I believe, and if I was trying to write a novel, I would go somewhere absolutely beautiful, but also very, very boring and with really bad Wi-Fi, which <laughs> I think that place has, because at the moment it looks like you are coming to me from a submarine somewhere in the Atlantic. Well, we went on a boat trip to a place called Noidart uh, the other day, saw a couple of seals and a dolphin, very exciting, on the way over, and when there was no signal from about halfway across the water until we were on the island. I was thinking, could I survive with no signal? <laughs> you know, it's like the the city people have started twitching. <laughs> they realise that their their 3G has dropped out completely. It sounds absolutely beautiful. And this is your kind of um, baby moon is what you call it. So before you have the baby, you go on a, yeah. on a baby moon. You were hoping to go abroad though. Um, and the reason I know that is because I know there was a bit of an issue with you <laughs> losing your passport. Do you want to talk us through that? <laughs> sure. I mean, I sent you a bit of a, a rant by voice note, I believe, a few weeks ago. But essentially, as I was coming into the second trimester, which I believe I fully am embedded in now because I feel so much better. It was probably the first day when I felt my energy coming back and I was just like, God. 
isn't life wonderful? Spring is springing. The sun is out in Glasgow. We're walking. Leaping through Kelvin Grove Park. Oh, yeah. I may as well have been, like, flying through. And Sandy, for whatever reason, had a bit of a bee in his bonnet over something. But hold on, I'm just going to stop you there because did he have a bee in his bonnet or was he just not flying high on the same pregnancy hormones that you were? So he wasn't quite matching <laughs> okay, you okay, okay. and you so, went, you thought that meant bee in bonnet. Yeah, it was more that he wasn't matching my energy and I had come out of this four-month hole, which obviously, to be fair, he has been in as well, bless him. Uh, helping support me and and making sure I survive <laughs> and I, now I was I was out and I was doing my walking on sunshine but and he was failing to match my energy so I was a bit put out by that and I was like so maybe when we go back later to the house we could have some time together kinda, I mean I didn't say get it on I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not an elderly <laughs> person but I said I insinuated that we might have some romantic liaison. <laughs> God, I really do sound like an elderly person. Um, later in the day, and he basically responded with, you need to find your passport first. <laughs> now, I've, I've never been set, like, sort of Crystal May-style challenges <laughs> ahead of having to uh, have a rollabout before. But the best bit about this is you text me at that point because you're obviously walking slightly ahead of him. <laughs> Furious, furious that he wasn't matching your positive energy at this point, and also that he had rejected your advances in preference of looking for this bloody passport. To which I responded, He'd put on a passport tax. Exactly. To which I responded, "There's no need to worry. The baby is not here yet, so I can assure you, you both have time for some nookie and finding the bloody passport." Mm-hmm. And you found the passport. <laughs> Only to discover. <laughs> in, re- in record time. In record time. <laughs> I've never found anything faster, faster than that. Boom. Passport. <laughs> and then you found what? And then I realised it was six months out of date. And <laughs> we couldn't go on holiday anyway. But I told him after we'd had the rollabout, obviously. <laughs> it's just not going to... Woo! Passport! Passport's here! Holiday! <laughs> and then left on the side, then came back to and said, ooh, so about the passport, but I, I can't... <laughs> Do you know what that's called? That's called a bad news sandwich. <laughs> uh, but, yes, all was well that day, and I apply, I've applied for a new passport. I just need to send off my old one. So there may still be a chance that we get to go abroad. Well, with that in mind, we thought we'd find out where you guys went on your baby moon, if you were lucky enough to have one. And it turns out that actually many of you just didn't know what it was. But thankfully, Charlotte came in with a stellar suggestion. Hi Storm, we visited Brussels for a couple of nights before we had our first baby. We stayed fairly centrally. We enjoyed lots of the the sites um, local to the centre. Um, we did lots of walking, we enjoyed lots of nice food, we stayed in a hotel with a swimming pool and we did do a trip out to the Atomium as well. We also travelled via Eurostar so that took some of the pressure off flying or, um, but still able to go abroad, um, which was lovely. And some of you had to get away for another reason entirely. Here's Kimberly's story. Hi Storm. So I found that I was pregnant really early, as in two weeks and six days. Um, and I showed pretty early um, 
to the point where we thought we were having twins. Um, so I started showing about six, seven weeks. Um, so what we decided to do was take time off work. Um, my husband was in the army at the time, based in Catrick, and I was down uh, Glasgow, and um, we decided to bugger off to <laughs> Fort Aventura, um, just to hide my bump until we were able to announce it um, past the 12-week stage. Well, that is quite the baby moon. Now back to Arasig. But the other reason you ended up there was you were going to a wedding. How was that? Yeah, wedding was spectacular. They had like a bloody Independence Day meets Disneyland firework display, which was awesome. Food was amazing. And it was really like a DIY type do, all hands on deck and all the rest of it. And that was in Glenuig, which is nearby. Did you have any other Thomas the Tank issues? Um, so <laughs> rather than DJ uh, 90s children's theme tunes greatest hits at 3am at full pelt. Which is what, in case you haven't heard, that's what Sandy did the last time you were at a wedding. And then, you know, I set off my own firework display <laughs> of rage last time. Uh, this this time, <laughs> obviously I'm feeling much, much better physically, but I still can't really stay out past 10 o'clock or I turn into even more of a pumpkin. So uh, he was tucking me in at 10 mm. o'clock at night and then going away out to be with his friends. And we did have a fallout, but like I had a long time to think about it because he was out most or all of the night. So he was out until quarter to six on the Friday night, which was wedding night. We're talking a.m. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was partying with his best pals that he grew up with and that he loves very much and doesn't get to see very often. So I understand they don't. one of them is over from Dubai and it's very rare that the gang are back together. So I get it. But then I specifically said the following day, please don't come home as late as six. And then he came home later the second night. So I was just awake and... I think the thing is as well, if someone's away having a stag do, if they're away at a birthday party or whatever, and you're not expecting them home, you can go to sleep. Like that is a time when you just can't sleep or you can watch telly and drift off. But when you know they're coming back, even if you try and go to sleep, there's some part of your brain thinking, I wonder when they'll come home. Will they come home now? That's four o'clock now. Maybe I'll be now. And then 15 minutes later, mm. maybe it's now. So there's a lot of clock watching. Feeling heavily pregnant and lonely and very left out at the fact that, you know, I can't get involved. And before I would have been there and chatting to everybody. It's worth saying that both you and Sandy liked a party before the baby came along. That sort of you would go out, you would have a good time. The difference now is you have a child and you can't do that. He hasn't quite adjusted to that and it does take men, I think. I mean, I might be completely wrong here and I'd really love somebody to tell me I am a little bit longer to adjust to the fact that life has changed because really it hasn't for them. What have what have you and Care fallen out about in the past? <laughs> I can make you feel a little bit better. So actually, we didn't fall out a huge amount 
while I was pregnant because, like I've said in a previous podcast, my hormones did something really bizarre and I have never felt happier, more content, <laughs> more calm. However, once the baby came along and those hormones drifted off, I got the roller coaster. It was fabulous. <laughs> and it's still happening. This week, um, we have had a bit of a tiff and genuinely fell out over the time <laughs> in which we take the dog out for the first walk of the day. It became <laughs> quite a quite a moment for the pair of us. And it wasn't until I kind of stepped away and we had a couple of hours away from it that I thought, wow, this is um this is actually what sleep deprivation does. It takes tiny little things <laughs> and it blows them way out of proportion. I'm imagining you like with equations written on a wall. <laughs> like this is the optimum length of time the dog must be walked. <laughs> this Listen, hour by, this by the time I'd came up with this conclusion, I already had a dog walker at the door. So that's how, <laughs> how far I had taken it. Yeah. So Hello, I believe you were arguing over dog walks. <laughs> so all I'm saying is those sort of fallouts uh, don't end after pregnancy. And also, just I suppose, it's so normal. So I'd be very excited to hear what other kind of very silly things um, people have fallen out about while pregnant. Hi, my name's Kirsty. So the stupidest thing my husband and I fell out about when I was pregnant was we were on honeymoon because I was 33 weeks when we got married. We went to Disneyland Paris on honeymoon. We had a massive fallout because I wanted an ice cream and he said I was too tired for ice cream and I had to have a nap before I was allowed one. And I was furious with him because I really wanted ice cream. Uh, looking back, I guess he was practicing for the you know the toddler years. Um, but we had a massive, massive fallout because I really wanted an ice cream and he told me I had to nap first. Um, he he was right, I was exhausted, but still, I really wanted that ice cream. Hi Rachel and Storm. Um, my um, biggest pregnancy meltdown so far, and I'm only at nine weeks, um, was um, when I decided I felt well enough after weeks of vomiting um, to get up and make myself a bowl of porridge for breakfast. Um, so I, I got up and started doing it and then suddenly I realised I had to run to the toilet. Um, but I, I was making it on the stove in brand new pots that we'd just been given for our wedding, which I wanted all my life and just loved so much. So I tried to use Alexa to phone up to my husband to say to him, I need you to come and help me. And he didn't come. And by the time he realised what had happened, I was sobbing over the sink because I'd burned milk onto my brand new, most beautiful saucepan. And I was so angry at him because he hadn't come when I wanted him to, although I was on the other side of the house and he couldn't possibly have heard me. But uh, I just remember standing naked in the middle of my kitchen, sobbing at him because I was so upset over the saucepan um, and because he hadn't responded to my vague promptings on Alexa. Um, but uh, as an upside of the story, uh, now every time he hears me vomiting, he does come running and has been very good at holding my hair back for me. Just before my five-year-old sports day, my husband had come home um, and he was hungry and we were in a rush to get to the sports day, but he had to eat something. So he went to the cupboard, got these crunchy corn things 
from the cupboard and started eating them very fast um, and then was asking me questions about the sports day but because what he was eating was so crunchy and noisy he kept saying what what and I was just like you can't hear me because you're eating those crunchy things like and don't talk to me like that um, and then he was <laughs> and I just got really annoyed and just like I just Jennifer tells me that the end of that message was supposed to say stormed off, but I'm sure we could have used our imagination there. So we're all at it, but why do we seem to have more arguments with our loved ones at such an important time? Here is psychotherapist Lucy Beresford to explain. It is not unusual to fight a bit more, perhaps even a lot more, with your significant other, either during pregnancy or in those early days of motherhood and the reason for that is because it's a massive period of transition and transition is about change change often inspires a lot of fear and anxiety and when we are afraid or anxious we tend to become much more primitive in our responses much more basic because we're afraid we're operating from a place of i don't know what's going to happen next and i'm trying to hold on to this old normal while this new normal is taking place. So for sure, if you are discovering that you're fighting more and perhaps you're fighting over little things and it's so exhausting and so frustrating, remember that the two of you are probably quite nervous about what's coming up or what has just happened. So talk to each other from that place, from the place of shared understanding about your fear this is quite scary. This is quite terrifying. I bet you're feeling as nervous as I am, or I bet you're feeling about, a bit scared about what's happened. And if you bond on that level, some of the other niggles and frustrations will fall away because you'll feel heard and your partner will feel heard. I do think it's also quite useful to keep a note of what it is you're fighting about. Are you fighting about plans for the future because the baby is about to come? Or are you fighting about, now that the baby's here, how to do it, how to do the parenting, whether this particular decision that you took about whether you would let them sleep all the time or feed on demand, are those things, are you wobbling in the face of reality? Because again, go back to those first principles. If you are feeling afraid about something and you believed that you were going to create structure around the rules of parenting, or maybe you're trying to figure out what those rules might be ahead of time. That's the moment at which you recognize you and your partner are just on the same scary journey at this point. There's a little bit of wobble, there's a little bit of anxiety. Check in with each other on that level. Say to each other, I hear you. I know this is scary. I know this is unusual. This feels very strange. And create a shared connection from that basis and what you'll find is that quite a lot of those arguments are going to fall away. When I was pregnant I remember thinking that's great, Carol won't drink for nine months, that's fabulous, if I can't have Brie he won't have Brie. Um, did that happen? Did it Chucky? But I genuinely thought he was going to be that kind of guy and it didn't work out that way. <laughs> I text my um, one of my pals who I knew would be up with her new baby and because it was 5 a.m., who else would be going to text? And I texted her and I was like, Son does not come home. Did you have this with your partner? She's like, Mine actually gave up drinking in solidarity. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> shut up. 
was like, oh, that's... If you are a woman out there and you're listening to this and your partner gave up drinking, he didn't eat any brie, there was no sushi for him, keep your stories to yourself. We don't want to hear it. Sushi would be the real deal breaker, to be honest. That would be that would be murder. <laughs> My daughter is kicking the shit out of me. Um, so it's good because I know she's in there, which is nice. But it's one of those things where some feelings definitely feel like she's kicking or punching me. Cheers, babe. Another random twinges. I'm sure anyone who has been pregnant before is like you get one twang beneath your belly button you're like is that normal (laughs) google it (laughs) and it's like gives you what it could possibly be but the reality is it's probably just a random pang of something i had an unusual pain that just was slightly to the right above my belly button and i got really worried about it and it stayed the entirety of my pregnancy and to this day i have no idea what this weird pain was it felt like a bruise just north of my my belly button and I thought that must be where my placenta's attached. Anyway, I asked the midwife and they said that that's not what it was. But I think weird pains and stuff are quite normal. Did they say everyone's different and everything's perfectly normal, yeah? (laughs) They said, oh yeah, normal. Well, we thought we'd just check that out with our midwife, Carla. Yeah, unfortunately, aches and pains in pregnancy are really common. And I'm going to blame another hormone for this. This time it's called relaxin. So relaxin is a hormone which is produced in high quantities during pregnancy and its job is literally to relax and to stretch all of those joints to allow your body to stretch and grow during pregnancy. Sometimes this pain can be centered around your pelvis. You might have pain in your pubic area in your lower back or your hips. You've got three joints in your pelvis which can be affected by this. If you are feeling these symptoms, if you speak to your midwife, she should be able to refer you to a physiotherapist and they can certainly put a treatment plan in place. There's no need to suffer with this. We can do things to support you and to help you. But general aches and pains are all normal and nothing to worry about. If those pains are becoming more centred around your tummy, the more of a cramp and the coming and going, or the really severe or in the top of your tummy and your tummy's getting hard, then it's really important to speak to your pregnancy assessment or maternity assessment unit. And we'll just check you over and make sure everything's okay. Sometimes pubic pain or lower back pain can be a sign of a water infection, so urine infection. And we'd really need to check that out and offer you some treatment for that. So speak to us if you've got any severe pain or any continued discomfort, and we'll certainly have a look and make sure everything is okay. And have you had the electric bolt feeling down in the down belows? Yeah, yeah. Lightning crotch. Yep, I am 36 and I use the term <laughs> down belows. We've been talking like old ladies this episode. Romant- romantic liaisons and the down belows. Um, yeah, lightning crotch. Just the old <coughs> hot poker feeling. Oh. Um, yeah, I've had that. <laughs> yeah. And apparently that gets worse, so... Yes. It certainly does, Rachel, but I've never really known what it is or why we get it. Carla? Oh, lightning crotch. Um, it has many different names amongst us midwives. Most of them I can't actually repeat on here as an NHS midwife, um, but I'm sure you get my gist. So, yeah, it's nothing to worry about at all. It's caused by your baby's head pressing down on a nerve in your pelvis. 
And it's usually happening in the third trimester when your baby is becoming engaged. So by that will mean your baby's head is moving down further into your pelvis, ready for birth. Um, it's just one of those things. It's not actually something that we're taught about when we go to university to become a midwife. You know, it's um, a bit of a folklore thing that once you've had a baby and you've been pregnant yourself, you know what it is. And then you feel like you can talk about it more with your colleagues and with other women. So it's definitely a thing that happens and absolutely knocks you off your feet when it happens. But it's nothing to worry about. It's just another one of those weird and wonderful things that we have to put up Sorry, you know when you're making a change, like you're cleaning out your wardrobes or you're cleaning out your kitchen and you're doing that thing. Well, there's always a point in that when you've got everything out of the cupboards and everything's even more of a mess and you're wondering what you did, why you've done it and actually do you have the energy or the capabilities to rectify this situation and get it to where you hoped it was before you started. I think that's where I am in the child rearing process. I'm right there in the middle of my kitchen with all the condiments around me leaking. Within the sleep deprivation and the smashed, the metaphorical smashed condiments and the messy kitchen, <laughs> you also look at Otis and think, I've absolutely cracked it, right? You know, like there's, <laughs> you've got this beautiful son and there I understand that you know it's so easy to for us both <laughs> to have a bit of a wind and it's very therapeutic and I need it but I know that those moments of joy are going to massively outweigh the you know acidic bile bone marrow <laughs> vomit <laughs> and the falling Listen. out with my partner at 7am when he comes home pissed you know there's there's definitely we're doing it for a reason (laughs) they so do they so do he will she she will smile at you and the world will be perfect the world will be ideal it's like the best high you could ever get basically having a child is a form of mental illness that you never want to cure yourself from (laughs) great i'll add it to my other mental illnesses I just start a collection. This is the only one I'm keeping. That's that's fine. What was the resolution for the the dog situation? Who won? So well, we're still we haven't we haven't resolved that situation. <laughs> the dog walker is still downstairs. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> weirdly, we have a dog walker that's kind of walking the dog, but not really hired on a regular basis because we haven't decided what days of the week she needs to come. So we've kind of brought a third party into our domestic dispute unnecessarily. Because because one of you is giving her one set of instructions and someone else is giving the other set of instructions. She's like, what is going on here? In fact, that's probably what I'm going downstairs to resolve now. Um, but it's been so nice to chat to you I'm so glad you're on you're on the high now you're in the second trimester and you're feeling that sort of honeymoon vibes yeah ready ready to encourage everyone to get pregnant sign up (laughs) there's there's absolutely no downsides whatsoever and if anyone has any tips on how to stay awake past 10 o'clock hit me up (laughs) because that would be (laughs) wonderful Right, on that note, it's way past your bedtime. It bloody is as well. Okay, right. Speak to you next week. Sweet dreams. Okay, bye, 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 bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Mums in the Making. Join us next week when we'll be talking about carpal tunnel, alternative medicines in pregnancy, and baby teeth. 
So if you'd like to get involved and be part of the Mum Squad, then just follow me on Instagram at Storm Huntley and drop me a voice note. But until next week, it's bye for now. <laughs>